0: show with the top dog Hanford Dixon that special bark and we've got a special (laughs) guest we've got former NFL coach and Super Bowl champion Greg Williams joining us thank
1: you very much I enjoy it thank you
0: you know it's been really nice to have you reacclimated with the Cleveland scene and being at our tailgates how has it been for you
1: the Cleveland fan base is by far the number one place I've been and back in the days when I started with the Houston Oilers and get, used to get hit with the dog biscuits and the batteries and <laughs> everything down in the old stadium in the late 80s, early 90s to, to now, and, and that will never change. Uh, I have family that lives here from now on, so I'll always be able to uh, come here. And my, my son here works for uh, Lakefront Capital and a big tech company and everything, so I come up here and visit, but I enjoy being around the fans, you know. 40-plus years of coaching and playing and all that kind of stuff. I've never been to a tailgate party. All of a sudden, I went down to one of these down here, and I'm thinking, holy cow, what have I been missing? So it was a great experience.
0: I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, we, Hanford, have you been to one yet? I, I missed this past weekend.
2: I have uh, been to a couple, but what I was going to tell Coach is, um, I, you know, I tell, I tell a lot of the young kids, uh, when I say young kids, young players today, you know, I tell them about the fans, how great the fans is in Cleveland, I said, let me tell you something. You guys, you know, they support you whether you win, lose, or draw. But I said, just win something. Just win something. You want to see how crazy these fans are here in Cleveland? Just win a few games. And I'm telling you, Coach, you know they will show you what kind of fans they are. They will do it.
0: These fans are different. At our first tailgate, there was a, a couple celebrating their honeymoon at the tailgate. Burke Lakefront Airport with us. Honeymoon? Yes, I can't make this up. No, man, your, you, we, I mean, come
2: on now. We gave I you a shout-out on <laughs> the air. You, you,
0: you telling You're me. right. Browns fans are different. We, they got the tattoos. They're naming their dog. They're naming their kid. They're doing all kinds of stuff. Well, I'm not, we are different.
2: I am not tattooing anything. I don't care what anybody say. First of all, I'm a chicken. I'm too scared. I'm not going to. I think it'll hurt too much. As well. And I have nothing against tattoos. I don't care. Uh, if you if that's your thing, if you love that's you. I mean, but I am not tattooing my <laughs> nothing. All we wanna
1: do is well, to Hansford, YouTube. you and I are together right. on that. I'm not doing it either. <laughs> no way. <laughs> we
0: won't get you guys branded uh, today. But all we want to do is get a tattoo of a W on the scoreboard every week, and we're gonna recap. Okay, Browns win when we get when we come back right after this. Welcome back to the Big Play Football Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. And we've got our host, our celebrity special host, Greg Williams alongside us as well. we got to break down this Browns win. We're feeling good, win over the Titans. And I know you two are defensive minds here. Mm-hmm. But let's go over the offense first. Do you think that Deshaun Watson has won your confidence back with his performance this week?
1: I would say this. Of what I watched yesterday... And I think Kevin uh, Stefanski and his staff did a good job on keeping Deshaun on rhythm. And if you haven't played the position before, and I was a quarterback a long time ago, is just keep him on pace. And I saw more quick rhythm starting plays uh, in the passing game. And then when they wanted him to take the shots deep, what I saw him do is I saw him max protect. I saw him play action to be able to keep pocket moving a little bit to where that's his great legs and I saw him take those shots okay with better understanding and awareness of I don't have to block somebody myself okay because they can't bring too many people to do that I think they did a very good job with that and uh, the run game too is obviously a friend for any quarterback but I do think it's another step in getting back to the oldest Sean that we saw a long time ago. Coach, I have to agree with you. I you know, I watched
2: him and and I, I was one that I kept saying that and I was tired of excuses excuses for him mm-hmm. because uh I mean, obviously we wanted to get him back to the numbers in 2020 where uh, he was obviously why we gave him all that money. But you look at him yesterday. I mean, he was just a totally different guy. I think it was 27 for 33, 289 yards, two touchdowns. He was very, very efficient yesterday. He was – you're exactly right. He was just going through his uh, progression and uh, throwing the ball to the right guy. Uh, I was also impressed, Coach, with uh, Ford, the uh running back. Um he's taken over that lead back role right now obviously uh since uh, Nick Chubb got hurt. But this kid has got some giddy up uh, in him mm-hmm. and obviously he's done it at the level the college level but he's showing everybody that uh, this role is not too big for him. They are, y- you know coach they always have the uh, old saying next man up mm-hmm. and he is definitely the next man up. And I'm really, i like for you to comment, too, on uh, the signing. Uh, obviously, uh, we, you know, we go out and we get Kareem Hunt. We bring him into the world. You know a little something about him also, mm-hmm. don't you?
1: I do. And, you know, I think, Ann, you did, you hit a home run with what you said about the completion percentage of, of Deshaun and stuff. And, and I want to say this, you know, confidence okay, breeds expertise. And when all of a sudden you can diagram and situationally awareness of getting the ball out of Deshaun's hand, completion after completion after completion, now watch him make the tight throws. Watch him make the difficult throws because of the confidence that's been established in him about throw and catch, throw and catch, throw and catch. I really do believe this this, uh, new, young, young running back here, and he he stepped in after Nick went down last week. uh, He did a really good job. And it wasn't just the sideways runs this week. Even downhill this week. And downhill, put one foot in the ground and cut back or bounce. He did a very good job with that. And then, obviously, I think that uh, that shows you the coaching staff's uh, staff's awareness of when they bring Kareem back that uh, he understands the verbiage, The game's the same. And as you remember this, Ham, is that all of a sudden we make it Chinese, Portuguese, French, all this kind of ways on calling dive right, dive left, (laughs) you know, or hitch right, (laughs) hitch left. We got 19,000 words and we wonder why the, the player's confused on what we want them to do. Kareem understands the language. He understands the vernacular of what Kevin and the offense and, you know, Alex Van Pelt played for me a long time ago when I was the head coach of the Bills. I enjoy uh, giving and digging Alex every chance I get a chance to on certain things. And I talk with them a little bit, you know, after the game too, uh, yesterday on text and stuff about, hey, Looks like you got a little bit smarter, you know, Not yeah. you're going back to when you were a quarterback for me when you knew everything.
2: Well, I have a question <laughs> for you because you, uh, I'm going to go to that uh, Alex Van Pelt. I mean, obviously he's got the title of offensive mm-hmm. coordinator on mm-hmm. this football team, but you never, I mean, he's mm-hmm. not the guy who's, uh, Stefanski is the guy that's really calling the plays. I mean, I mean, is he the offensive coordinator or is Stefanski or what the hell's going, well,
1: yeah, what the hell's going on with that? I would say this is that uh, his title, and uh, he is, and they are. He is communicating back and forth with okay. Kevin. Okay. You know, during the game, you can see that going on from the sideline, and uh, he smiled when he when I made mention that to him because I watch <laughs> it on the sideline I can see who's talking and who's not. Because one of the things as a defensive coordinator my whole life is I watched. The play caller i watched his body language i watched what was coming out of his mouth if he didn't mask it and kevin does a good job masking at it there too but they work together on that and uh, alex because he's played uh, the game at this level and also he's been in several different styles of offense um, he has been a calming influence for Deshaun. I know that behind the scenes. Before we jump to uh, the other side of the ball, I wanted,
2: uh, you know, I looked at it and I watched. I thought they made a really an effort trying to get Najoku the ball uh, a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, Amari Cooper is really starting to be that go-to wide receiver uh, for Deshaun. And you know what? I was uh, happy with uh, yesterday. And I was a little worried, you know, throughout the first two games because this particular guy had not shown up yet with our football team. I'm talking DPJ. You watched him yesterday, even in the uh, the game against the Steelers. Some of the uh, punts, I mean, he was a little tentative in some of those points. Uh, punts, he didn't want to act like he didn't want to uh, feel those balls. But watching him yesterday, he finally showed up. He mm-hmm. started to catch a few balls. And as a guy, I think he has a lot of talent.
1: Not only can he catch the ball and get some confidence there, but run after the catch. Mm-hmm. And then what you what we need to be looking at is how do you create the run after catch for him. Okay, Simplify the catching part of it. Okay? Let him have confidence that he is playing good with his hands because what he can do once he catches the ball, he can make you miss. He can make and break tackles that way. I also do believe one of the things from a defensive coordinator standpoint is when a team has a hybrid tight end, mm-hmm. has a tight end that can play wide receiver principles but also still block in the run game the way David can, puts much more stress on you than maybe a high-profile outside wide receiver because all the different people that he can – have to prove one-on-one against linebackers, safeties, maybe not as quite as good as cover principles. Uh, They did do a good job of starting to try to address that. And that tight end position, which is inside closer throws to the quarterback, is something that helps you confidently because you're not making the longer or deeper throws to that tight end to get shorter down and distances to manage the game. I thought they managed the down and distances much better in this game than I saw here for a couple of games. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because, Gabby, I, I always say it, that that tight
2: end with David Njoku is a – uh, he's, due f- he's due well, for a touchdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's so, he's like Coach said, it, It's uh, he's just so hard to cover. Mm-hmm. And you can't really throw a linebacker on him because they can't cover him. It's got to be someone in the defensive mm-hmm. backfield if they're going to do it. Because the guy, I mean, he's fast he's big Mm -hmm. and he can get it done gab
0: yes he can how about defense to wrap up quickly we'll take a break but when we come back we'll talk a little more defense uh get your thoughts on that how dominant they have been but i think we're gonna wrap and we'll be back right after this welcome back to the big play football show with the top dog hanford dixon and of course we're joined by coach greg williams with us we're gonna get our fan take of the week our montrose fan take of the week we've got JT Montrose with us I know we want to deep dive into the defense but this is too great since we've been talking about David Njoku uh JT please tell us about uh Njoku coming in to your guys shop.
3: yeah uh this was maybe about two <laughs> years ago or so um Njoku walks into our west side Land Rover Jag Volvo store over off Brook Park Road in Tiedemann and you know Here's this big, imposing man just absolutely chiseled, and he's wearing a robe and slippers. That was it. Our sales guys are sitting there going, who is this guy? And that, just and that yeah. does not right, right, shock right. me a bit <laughs> <laughs> because when hey, he oh. when
1: I was with him all the time, I used to tell him he spends extra times on braiding and changing the colors of his hair so yep. somebody will watch that and not pay attention to balls being thrown to him.
3: Yeah. Like and and then also with the
0: shirtless thing. You'll get distracted with the abs, like there's a lot going on there. Hey. Oh.
3: The man is a. Uh, <laughs> a <laughs> well,
0: maybe, not, maybe <laughs> not. you
2: guys. Wait a
0: minute Whoa. here! Oh, no. What are you talking uh, about? You guys, you guys,
3: you
0: guys <laughs> do. Uh, Come on! I know you a lot
3: of time on the elliptical i'm sure you i'm sure you're looking at a picture
2: of david when you're on that elliptical yeah like,
3: oh, right, yeah, like, yeah, One right day I'll yeah. Yeah, yeah i get mean, oh. it co- way to cover it up Gary. there we
1: there go, go there we
3: go Those hey, guys we're, we're not good, 25 yeah. anymore you know 6 foot 4 and absolutely in the prime of our life what i was going to yeah. say hey
2: I, if i was in that store and he came in with whatever you oh. I, i'm not going to tell him that he can't come in with <laughs> <no>. <laughs> You wear, you wear whatever you want to wear in that yep. store. You and, know? And, I, no. and
1: I'm gonna tell him as long as it has pockets that has the cash to <laughs> buy something, right? then What's I wouldn't worry Andrew's about right?
0: it. If he's got his cash. JT, what was your take on, on Browns this week? And and got any questions for the guys up here? Gabby,
3: I mean, it was it was a lot of fun watching yesterday's game. Uh the, that defense, I mean, I I it's unparalleled right now. I, I mean I have not seen a defense play that aggressively, led by Miles the way that he came out yesterday. It was it was impressive. I mean, they absolutely set the tone from snap number one until the very end of the ball game. It, it was impressive. And, you know, I, I was sitting there thinking about what I wanted to ask you guys today was, Coach, you've been in the game a long, long time. Do you think that anything like, you know, Losing Nick Chubb last week, do you think that was an added motivator? And, and Top Dog, you've you've played the game a long time, you know, and I know you guys are when you're out there, you're paid at a paid at a high level to perform. But do you think that motivates in any way, shape, or form?
1: Yes, I do. I really yeah. believe it provided an example, and it provided a rallied up, very team strong locker room to go out and perform in his vision and his name. You saw a lot of the guys have his number on. A lot of the guys have, you know, things charted on their wristbands or on their arms and stuff. I do believe that. And uh, it was nice for me also to see, you know, Miles was leading that charge also. Now, I will go back to the first play. I was thinking about getting in the helmet cam and somehow getting in his ear because he freelanced the first play of the game <laughs> and it and, and did not make me very happy. And, but I will tell you this is he corrected it after that and he was getting off the ball yep. in the way that Jim Shorts, who he and I worked together, Many, many years ago on the same staff at the Titans who they were playing at that at that time, they got off the ball and played the way that Jim Schwartz wanted him to do. Miles provided a good example yesterday on that's what it's about.
2: Yep. And, and I have to say this, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, as players, and I, I would say this as coaches too, we always try to find little things to motivate us, and uh, obviously that was a big motivator. Those guys wanted to uh, – um, obviously, win one for uh, Nick Chubb, and now what they have to do is they kind of have to keep it going because I think Deshaun said in his uh, speech there. I think he said that uh, he had just talked to uh, Nick Chubb's right before the game, and Chubb to, and Chubb told him to uh, let's go out and let's get this one. But that defense, man, I'm gonna tell you something. Defense yes. has allowed one uh, touchdown
0: in three weeks. They held Derrick Henry to 20 yards oh, on 11 my carries. God. Goodness. Held the Titans to 94 net yards, obviously Miles Garrett with the 3.5 sacks. Also, did we talk about the play yet? We were talking about this uh, pre-show, but when he forced the Titans into a delay of game penalty anywhere he was going, they were trying to line up with him, and he's just he's such a dominant force.
2: Boy, he is. Uh, Miles, I thought he had his best game. Uh, obviously, he had his best game. 3.5 sacks, I want to say that he had. Uh, I think he also caused a uh, fumble. Uh, during the course of the game, and uh, he's just a force to deal with. And, and you write it Jim Schwartz, Schwartz let him just go and line up pretty much wherever he wants to line up and and comp- get that matchup that he's looking for during the course of the game. But I think what's happening, Coach, I think when you look at him, I'm talking about the entire defense, uh, linebackers, defensive backs, uh, I think they all understand and know what they're doing, and I think uh, he's also made this really, really
1: easy for them he has he's simplified a lot of things but one of the things that he hasn't compromised on is how hard they play how fast they play how tough they play and uh, that's jim schwartz and he's done a very good job with that i do believe this and this is another indicator for everybody to watch and see miles is a, a is a rare athlete but how many guys do you see that can put his hand in the ground and get off but also stand up with the athletic ability that he has to be able to change direction, jab and fake and do all the same things from a standing position than putting his hand down and get off the ball, you don't see that very often in the National Football League either, and he's done a good job with that.
0: Cool. Well, we will evaluate how our defense is going to stack up against the Ravens when we come back right after this. Welcome back to the Big Play Football Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon, and we are joined by Coach Greg Williams in studio. We are going to take a look at this game coming up versus the Ravens, and we're going to bring in Greg Williams' son, Blake Williams, also with a huge wealth of NFL experience, I believe first father-son duo to win a Super Bowl championship together.
1: Yes. Yes. Very first one, and he was on the Cleveland Browns staff here with me at that time, too, and. Now he's uh, retired into wealth management and technology.
2: Hey, uh, Big Dog, why do you want to just come in here and just punish me? You know, you come in here, you know, he's got all those diamonds on his uh, on his finger right there. I just want to punish me. But you know what? I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad hey. at you, big dog. Thank you. You
4: know, it's funny. It's it's. Uh, I wear it so much more now in, in retirement than, yeah. than I yeah, did when, yeah. when you're constantly trying to chase the next one. You know, you learn to appreciate it a lot more later on down the line. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, we're happy to have you. You flex. You, you guys bring that bling okay because mm-hmm. the Browns want we want bling and we could get it with this kind of defense that we have I mean let's let's be honest let's talk about they've been dominant through three weeks what do they have to do Blake and company to shut down Lamar Jackson and what the you Ravens think, Blake? offense and you
4: know, I think I mean you're seeing the the blueprint for it I think when you're seeing the the raw speed of how they're playing, I mean, the athleticism that they've always had, but they're playing together and cutting it loose. And then the, the raw speed of, of up front, you know, as Derry Smith has been a, you know, a nice you know, add on as well, too. Um, but you've got to be able to clearly, you've got to be able to contain the formation, stop the run, and then you've got to be able to run with L- Lamar Jackson, right? And, and they, they're doing that right now.
2: Like, I think you guys will agree with me. I've always said the game of football is controlled on the offensive and played on the offensive and defensive line of scrimmage. And uh, I think that's where, uh, especially our defense, right there along that defensive line, those guys, you hit it right on here, they're playing with so much confidence right there on that line. And then it it carries over to uh, the linebackers and the defensive backs because, you know, defensive backs, I wish I had the defensive line that we have now. I wish I had. The guys we had, I mean, they played, but they didn't play like the way these guys are playing. But as a corner, as a safety, you understand and you realize, Coach, that that quarterback is not going to have very long to get rid of that football, and he's got to do something with it, and he's got to do
1: something with it quick. There's no doubt that the defensive line sets up defensive coverage time after time after time just on allowing the quarterback Okay, he better stay in very fast rhythm. And then you as a defensive back, knowing that they got to get the ball out of his hand, it changes your technique, how aggressive you can be. If he can pat, pat, pat the ball or run out of the pocket, extend plays, those are the big broken type plays that cost you on defense. And, Blake, you've had the opportunity to coach at all three levels, D-line, linebackers, DBs, you know, with me and all the different staffs. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that's, again, totally what you're seeing right now, right? I mean, what you're seeing right now and what they've got to do versus the Ravens as well, too. I mean, I think that's the MO, right, where when you're able to stop and shut down the run – you're being good on first downs, you're getting into advantageous situations, right? Players aren't having to play both run and pass, worrying about play action pass. And then even in the rush element of it, I think what you're seeing this year, and they've got to continue it even more this week, because we know the scrambling slash athleticism effect uh, of Lamar is you're seeing some really good, maybe better than, say, Miles Garrett's the, the longest tenured guy there, better push in the internal pocket with the the D tackle plays and then even some of the twists and games and internal blitzes they're doing so you see those three and a half sacks you know yesterday miles you know a lot of them were just rip and run mm-hmm. he was running to a spot that classic wide nine aiming point spot and Ryan Tannehill could not step up where maybe in past years Lamar's been able to step up or people have been able to step up and and avoid that. Now he can just have a track race to that spot because of what they're doing
1: inside. No doubt about that. And the inside part of the defensive line working with the outside part of the defensive line. And I don't care what profession you're in. The scariest thing to handle no matter what profession you're in in professional sport is speed. Speed will shock you. How hard you throw the ball, how fast you throw the ball, how fast you run, how much you change direction. And then... The things that Jim Schwartz is doing, which is doing a very good job on, is creating the one-on-ones with certain speed guys. All of a sudden, an interior lineman has to block the speed of an outside, exterior, defensive lineman. That's what he's doing with Miles, moving them around. And guys aren't used to happen to combat the speed that he can get off the ball, but it's not only him. Jim's got all of them, just as Blake said, Hannah, you said, too, in the knockback principles, on not letting a step-up lane occur from the speed from the outside, too. They're working it hand-in-hand, and it's amazing how much better coverage gets when all of a sudden the quarterback is worrying about his life. (laughs) You guys tell me this. What I see, too, looking at uh, this defense, it seems like I always say,
2: you know, as soon as the game is over, I immediately started watching film. Because I wanted to be prepared for the opponent, whoever that opponent was going to be the following week. And it just seemed like these guys, uh, they're playing with so much confidence. Before uh, the opposing team run a play, these guys know pretty much what that play is going to be. Look at this number right here. twenty first downs in three games. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all. I mean, is that crazy or That's what? what it is.
4: It is, and that's, and that's what they're controlling, and, and, and I see it as well, too, and that's kind of been a Jim Schwartz blueprint where, wherever he he goes, you know, and whatnot, and it's a combination of they're not just a super huge playbook or super voluminous playbook, so they try to keep guys' communication and on the same speed and knowing exactly what they're doing, having confidence in it, and like you said, that allows you to as well, too, chop limbs off the trees because you're not overly thinking about what you're doing. You know what they're doing. before the snap so i'm adjusting or we're communicating how we're going to execute this call because we know what they're doing now we call the same Jim calls the same call but we know they're doing this now we know they're running the ball or we know they're passing the ball we know they're doing this concept over here you see that right now and they're jumping stuff they're squeezing stuff it's super tight windows and and they've got that confidence going and it's fun to see
0: okay (laughs) offense how do we think deshaun is going to fare against this ravens defense baltimore has the 11th best pass defense 200 yards per game well they they're coming off a close loss to the Colts in overtime by a field goal so they're going to have that chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. what do we need from Deshaun and our offense
2: I'll, I'll, I'll jump on this one first I think it's going to be interesting I think this is going to be a very interesting game I'm just glad we have them at home but I think we're catching the Baltimore Ravens at the right time because what I mean by that is you look at that football team and they they have a lot of injuries They've had a lot of injuries. They have a lot of guys uh, filling in on that football team. But Lamar is going to be Lamar. I mean, he can he can turn a ball game right away. I mean, just like this, he can turn a ball game. I, I know they like this kid. They have flowers that they uh, drafted the uh, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's playing extremely well for these guys. But we have to just do the same thing that we've been doing these past few these past three weeks the same thing I'm talking about defensively. I think if we do that it's going to be a good ball game, probably going to be a close ball game, but I think we can pull out of it with the win, Coach.
1: I do believe this. I, 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 uh, I'm I very close with Todd Munkin, the new mm-hmm. offensive coordinator there at the Ravens. I understand what he's doing, why he's doing it. He was on uh, a couple of staffs here with Blake and I also. Uh, Lamar has done a good job of adapting that way. Uh, the way that this game is going to come will be the defensive lineman making sure they keep him occupied in the pocket. Don't let him extend plays. Don't let him extend extend plays, and take big shots down the field. Make him stay on time with that way. And Jim Schwartz has gone against that style of offense a lot, okay, and and what he's going to be doing. And the system here right now really, really is effective versus the things that they're doing right now. And here's the deal is that can they make sure they're winning the down and distances early in the snap? early so that now you put them in those third and longs and I think Jim's done a very good job of making sure that guys are having to do more third and longs than before here in the past coach would you
2: pretty much uh maybe not all the time but most of the time uh, especially on that third and long would you have a spy right Mm -hmm. there in the middle Something similar to we, that.
1: We had that and I'll let Blake talk about that too, yeah. because as yeah. a as a D line coach here for me is that we have a lot of spy principles on that to make sure that we don't allow Lamar to extend the play with his legs because he's dangerous. Yes. Blake?
4: Yeah, and I mean I think you you do that. Um, in I will say in kind of our method and in Jim's method as well too, you probably do it a little bit more with with a four-man rush but games and raps and stuff like that i mean i think you see the spy a little bit more when you don't maybe have as good of rush principles in in cage in collapsing the pockets principles some people that just kind of are like letting guys just run way upfield or not having this coordinated approach i think you see a very scientific coordinated approach with with uh, Jim Schwartz is where you don't see, you know, the spies quite as much um, from, from that standpoint, they're going let it, to let it happen with their rush games and, and they're co- just collapsing the pocket, right? So there's no, what they call we call cage rushing. So there's no lanes right there, but you got to do what you got to do, right? So you either got to bring extra rushers in on them um, and or stand somebody up, you know, and let him just just mirror and match him.
1: And, Blake, you bring a smile on my face, too. Not a, not a whole lot of people understand about how you get the extra spy guy with whoever the interior game player is coming into the A-gap. And instead of you going ahead and lining him up in the A-gap and spying from right there, is that he's going to enter into it from a trick or a game or a pressure, and how he handles the pocket presence and he's coached that way is to make sure there's no step-up for Lamar Jackson. That's exactly right, and that's what Jim does.
2: But well, this is going to be an interesting week. I mean, everybody uh, uh, knows that uh, Ozzy and I are best friends. Uh, mm-hmm. We we, pre- we pretty much talk every day. That's my golf buddy. Uh, and, and I uh, think the world yeah, of him, yeah, too. Yeah. What he, an unbelievable man. He, he really is. And we were just talking the other day, and I'm telling you, he was just giving our defense so much praise, talking about how good they are and how good they're playing. But I – I told him you don't have to give me any of that information. I, I said because big dog, we coming after you. They say you just you just have <laughs> yeah, to know yeah. we're, 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 we're coming we're coming uh-huh. after you guys. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, Todd is interesting. Monk Did you talking about him. He was uh, obviously I was a I went to University of Southern Mississippi, mm-hmm. and uh, he's also a little Southern Mississippi guy. So I I think personally he was the best thing that probably could have happened. For Lamar, mm-hmm. I, I just think that I re- I really believe that. But uh, this week, the hell with them. We gotta take them out.
0: <laughs> and we're at home, and we probably gotta talk about how underrated our home field advantage is. I mean, Coach actually brought it up a little bit earlier in the show about how u- unique our fan base is. And by that, maybe he means a little mentally ill, a little a little mentally unstable, because <laughs> we are such a diehard <laughs> group of fans out here. But at home. Browns have outscored opponents fifty one to six this year. We're twenty seven and fifteen and one at home since twenty eighteen. And like there's no way to say it. It's just stuff goes down at home. Okay. So what kind of atmosphere are we gonna expect this week and how is that gonna play? to intimidating the Ravens.
2: Well, I'll say this really quick to give you guys a chance to comment on it. You know, I, when you're playing your teams in the uh, AFC North in the same division, mm-hmm. anything could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter where you play them. You say, any, I go back to that old saying, anytime, anywhere, let's get it on. And I remember we played the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, and I was uh, up there in the stands, and I, I, you know how they got this old thing, coach, a you know, guitar, you know, you want to oh, go yeah. hit that damn thing. And mm-hmm. uh, But I, I tell you what, it's, it, it's a team in the AFC North.
1: And, you, and the other thing here real quick is here's how I've always measured the quality of a home field advantage. Okay, fans, did you force them to take a timeout? <laughs> fans, did you force them to false start? Fans, did you force them to have to extra communications and all of a sudden they can't do any verbal checks at the line of scrimmage? Theirs were the dominant fans are and Blake you know you and I have been a part of some of those fan bases that we had headaches for two days after the, the game <laughs> because back in the old Saints no doubt, days too no and doubt. Seattle days too mm-hmm. and, the, and the Cleveland Browns fans I still go back to thinking about that back in the old stadium time but what do you think
4: yeah we just need them loud we need them riled up it's an AFC North battle baby
0: all right we're excited for it we're going to come back with some bets actually see what you guys really think about what's going to happen this weekend it's the Ravens right after this Welcome back to the Big Play Football Show with the top dog, Hanford Dixon, and we're joined by Coach Greg Williams. It's been actually such a joy to have you and Blake, too. Son Blake Williams in studio sharing uh, your input and all of your experience. And really, we probably need our own show for you guys just to tell your in-depth stories <laughs> because I'm telling you in between breaks it's so much more entertaining I know we're trying to keep it concise for TV mm-hmm. but truthfully the stories are the, are the best parts so we really appreciate you joining us um, we are going to get into our bet segment we'll, we'll keep it pow pow so maybe we can sneak in a coach Williams story here at the very end of our show but as we look at this matchup against the Ravens what are we thinking for over under total points 41 and a half Cleveland has been averaging 24.3 points per game and allowing 10.7. Baltimore averaging 23.7 points per game and allowing 18.3. Any predictions here?
2: Well, I'm a defense guy. Mm. I, I I am a defense guy, and I, I think these are uh, Baltimore, like I said, they uh, they've had a lot of injuries, but they still play defense, and obviously we're playing extremely well, so I'm going to go with the under- on what is it
1: 41 I want to say
2: 41 and a half 41 and a half I'm going to go with the under on that
1: and what I'm going to do is is I'm going to pass this on to my son who's <laughs> retired now <laughs> because for me to start talking about betting that I'm I'm right then encouraging a call from Roger Goodell <laughs> <laughs> so since I'm still in the uh, professional football mode Blake, what do you think since you're (laughs) retired? No doubt. No doubt.
4: Um, I totally agree with Hanford. And on on that standpoint, from the defense, um, thinking about it, I would probably take the over and just slightly. And I think, because I think it's going to be one of these, this is why I think if we're just talking about offensive points scored, you know, it's probably going to be, you know, a more of a battle, a low scoring game. But I think with the defense and special teams of these two games, Uh, two teams, I think you're gonna probably have one untraditional a touchdown. Somebody's going to get a sack, force, fumble, return for a touchdown. Somebody's going to get a pick six or or a kickoff return, punt return, touchdown um, sort of thing set up. And all of a sudden you're going to look at I feel like we always do where it's going to be exactly 42 points, you know, oh. and we just hit the hit the over. But I'm going to take the over. slightly. And I always
1: like love, laugh and smile when you talk about those special teams. And, when, you know, go back to John as a special teams coach and as a head coach. They've always done a very good job in that area. You, I can still tell he's uh, tampering you know in that area as a head coach as a special teams coordinator because he was so good back in the days when he and I were younger
0: what about Miles Garrett okay over under one and a half sacks obviously this past week three and a half from him Garrett's had four and a half sacks in the last four games versus Baltimore two and a half last year so over under on Miles
2: I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna. I, I think he's on a roll right he's now. On a he's, he's on an a animal. streak. He's on a roll. He is an animal, and uh, I'm gonna go with uh,
1: over. Blake, it's you.
4: I, I agree with you there. I, I'm gonna go with the over. I agree. He's on a roll right now. He's feeling it. I think the way they're playing as well too. Obviously, you know, Munkins got Coach Munkin's got some uh, some understanding the history of him yeah. from back in practice. Yeah. But but right now, I mean, if we keep giving him these. These leverage situations, as I would call it, where he can pin his ear back and go when he knows who's blocking him and where the dude's gonna be. It, I, I see him; he can probably get to just by that.
2: And he can he can find that weak link on the line yeah. if mm-hmm. there's a weak link. And they're moving yeah. him around. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Deshaun Watson over under two hundred and thirty yards. What do we oh, even see
2: from him? Oh, he's on a roll right now. I, this last game he had two eighty nine. I think definitely he's gonna go over uh, two hundred and. Uh, 30 yards Blake. is this passing
4: or total yards
0: you know what let's Passed do passing
4: passing i'm going to say i'm going to say under i'm going to say just slightly i think right. he's going to be in that like 225 you know range and just just miss it because but i think they're going to do some good things on the on the ground
0: all right good stuff how about any time touchdown score we we did mention najoku uh, well, actually, Hanford brought up Najoku and his abs, so um, <laughs> he's, he's probably due for a touchdown. What do you think? Or, or do you do you want to see a Ford a what? Cooper anytime touchdown? Who do you got?
2: Well, I'm gonna go under on that one. You know, I <laughs> you know you know what? No, you of,
0: pick. No, you pick who <laughs> who's gonna be your anytime touchdown score. Pick somebody.
2: I uh, I'll go with Ford. Okay. I'll Ford. go with Ford. I
4: think I'll, I'll go with Ford.
0: What do you think, Blake?
4: Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with Amari.
0: All right, another Cooper TD. I love
1: it. Is uh, Would Ndochu be fined if he showed his abs after a touchdown? Yeah. Like that. I, don't, I, I have no idea. Uh, he is should take fin- it. Is that hey, finable or what? Hey, I don't know. He should know. take it.
0: Hey, well, yeah, you, I you, wonder what kind of fine that is. Yeah, just get
2: an endorsement deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, be- you <laughs> better not give him any <laughs> ideas. Oh. Get- Coach, you know. He oh, will. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I
3: mean, you better believe it. He'll show up out there. He will. Oh
0: are we doing on time should we oh, throw it to break and come back that is i say we throw it to break we'll come back maybe we can uh sneak out a story or, okay. or any more oh, things okay. from coach williams. Okay. we'll end it right there on that. We'll be back right after this <laughs> oh. welcome back to the big play football show we are wrapping up with the top dog hanford dixon and coach greg williams we've also had what a treasure to have Blake Williams with us in studio as well. And, you know, it's our two-minute warning. We can be a little lax with this. We got a little <laughs> extra, more than two minutes. Um, I say we, we toss it to Blake to talk about this really cool charity event that you will be emceeing this weekend for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society.
4: Yes. Um, so thank you very much. Um, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, um, which is really it's the, it's the biggest cancer research um, uh, donor society, Um and fundraising society in the country every year. And every year here in Cleveland, we do this big Light the Night event in Wade Oval. It'll be this Sunday night. Um, events kind of kick off at 5.30. Um, the walk will start, I think, at 7.30, and we'll have this little walk. Um, different colored lighted lanterns um, for, um, that you can hold in, on the walk and let go for, and the different colors represent different people that you may know um, that have passed away from different types of cancer. Um, but my firm, Lakefront Capital, uh, we're the chair of the LLS, and I'm going to be MC in this event at Wade Oval this Sunday night. So please um, come out. Um, after the Browns game, if you guys if you guys can, you all be downtown anyway. So please come out and support. And if you can't, there's a lot of ways that you can get online, um, donate. There's even in November. There's going to be a, a virtual Zoom walk. You know, an extra walk for people who weren't able to participate there. But it's it's a great event. Again at Wade Oval this Sunday night, um, the light of the night with LLS and Lakefront Capital, and I'll be be running it.
2: Blake, is this your first time MCing this?
4: This is my first time MCing it. Obviously with with um, with Jimmy, and yeah. you know, um, in in yeah. his recent, you know, having to step back on on the re rebound with um, with with leukemia, um, that makes it even just an, an added, you know. Um, you know, soft spot in my heart, you know, yeah. for it. Um, we're
0: talking about Jim Donovan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm sure people piece that together. But, uh, you know, since he had to step away from the booth, we're all thinking about him and have him and his family in our prayer. So it is, it's really yes. cool what you're doing. Yes.
1: And I think it's really great. You know, yeah, I'm proud dad is that when we're giving back and mm-hmm. the things that we do to come back out and help the people that really are in trouble, help the people that really need help and uh, this is a big event and i'm proud you're doing this that's outstanding thank you
2: and i just want to talk about jim a little bit uh obviously i've been knowing jim a long time and uh, since i've been in uh, cleveland and uh, he's just a phenomenal guy i mean just a really really great guy they don't come like jim but i just want to let him know that we are thinking about him and we're wishing him the best and we are praying for him and his family
1: Yes, sir. I do. I think the same thing, Han. You know, my time with him when I was here with the Browns, he's a special human being, and we are thinking about him.
0: We appreciate uh, the efforts off the field. You know, I think it's really cool what you guys have done in your professional careers, obviously trying to pursue excellence on the field. But off the field, uh, any other ventures that you've been able to contribute to?
1: You know, I had the Greg Williams Foundation for 25 years that uh, provided – Aid money and everything for children back in the small hometown I grew up in just outside of Kansas City. I used to have a massive golf tournament where I had 88 foursomes playing in the golf tournament. Uh, Seven o'clock in the morning, we'd have 44 and off then in 130 I have 44 teeing off and then that night i'd get them all drunked up <laughs> and uh, i had the best uh, oh, live auction there Is we like go the uh, yeah you love this and, and get them at the uh, live auction and uh, i would have major league baseball nfl uh, nba nhl pga you know, rock music, uh, rap music, all the different stars in the world that I've helped do things before would sign things, and we would sell those and make tons and tons of money for children to have another opportunity to do things that someone else told them before. Well, you can never do,
2: <laughs> Coach. Let me say this: uh, we're wrapping up here, but I, I remember, uh, you know, we talk about the football players and the egos and all this, and I remember one particular day we were having a meeting and uh, this was uh, Marty Schottenheimer walked in walked in the meeting and he said um, everyone out of here except Hanford Dixon you stay and when he said that I knew I was in trouble mm. you talking about got real small slid <laughs> down <laughs> slid down in that chair and I knew I was in trouble but I, I know you, you keep players in line you just know how to but I know you had a certain quarterback that uh you, talk, <laughs> you know, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, you, just you laugh. love it! It's one of my all-time
1: favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield yes, is yes. one of my all-time favorite. But you know what? Sometimes you know you got to be able to help him understand exactly what you mean. And uh, some of my coaching points have been, okay, young man, come right on in here. So let's just talk right here. And uh, you know what? And hey. he was the kind of person, and you know, he's, Baker, he's he loves that. He's yeah. just he like, loves I that. I got it. Yeah, that's yeah. what now, I. Love. On. Now I understand exactly <laughs> what you want to do. You're going to own this too, aren't you, Coach? And we're right here chit-chatting with it. And which uh, is which is fantastic. And I'm really enjoying watching him right now. He's the number one quarterback in the yes, National Football League right yes, now on third down. down yep. yes. And you'll love this: is that uh, when when I took over, you know, we given up 38 sacks and 41 hits on the quarterback the first eight games. And what I did was I changed all the protections and changed all this kind of stuff and went from 26 protections down to six. He's freaking out, like, what well, am I going to do this? And I said, you want to know how you do this? Get rid of the ball. Okay, don't hold the ball. You understand this? And so, and, hey, the last eight games he only gave up two sacks and yeah. seven hits on the quarterback. Can't be that simple. Maybe I just needed to be more direct.
0: We look forward <laughs> to you being more direct on our show and giving us more stories like this. Thank Be you so much. That's what you wish for.
4: Right
0: <laughs> on Dixon. Shout out to Blake. Catch us next time right here on the Big Play Football Show. <laughs> <laughs>